0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Right now, though, I want to talk about uh, Michaela McCollum and this new Netflix uh, documentary that's going to be streaming uh, over the weekend. It will be released, though not in the UK and Ireland uh, just yet. It is called High Confessions of an Ibiza Drug Mule. Uh, for people who don't remember, Michaela McCollum along uh, with uh, Melissa Reid from Scotland, travelled from Ibiza to Peru, where they were arrested in the airport in Peru, with 11 kilos of cocaine in their suitcases, hidden inside cereal packets, and that cocaine worth almost two million quid. And she was sentenced to about six years uh, in prison in Peru, but she was released on parole after two years and three months after she was released, there was an RTE interview with her and there was a backlash to that interview. There is, predictably, a backlash now to this Netflix series as well being published. Uh, Ali Ryan is the founder and the CEO of Goss.ie. She is with me, as as is Eno Doherty, columnist with The Irish Independent. Uh, Ali, the, the pushback against this, uh, and it was the same argument made with the interview, is that we were veering into the territory of glamorising drug trafficking. Mm. Is that fair?
1: Yeah, but I think we glamorize a lot of really bad things, don't we? I mean, have you heard about, obviously, the Dammer uh, um, series on Netflix? Mm-hmm. Love, Hate. Do you remember that series, that little old series? I think uh, glorifying criminals and dark things is just a part of the entertainment industry. So it's done. I remember the interview with Orgie in 2016. She literally had just been released from prison and she looked amazing. Her hair looked amazing. She was talking about how she ran a salon in the prison, and everyone was like, hang on, why are we giving this person the limelight? Um, So I think since then people have been kind of struggling to know why is she getting it but at the end of the day she's saying in the last couple of years to be fair to her that she hasn't taken any money from any of the interviews. Now Orchie did decline to say whether she got paid but every other interviewer has said she hasn't. So this series has actually aired before. It aired last year on the BBC. They have said she was not paid whatsoever. So it's the same show that's going on Netflix but you can argue that she's going to profit off in other ways. She released a book in 2019. Um, She did an interview in Good Morning Britain and had huge backlash from Piers Morgan at the time and they had a huge argument on air about it and she just kept saying I'm not doing this for money I'm trying to raise awareness so in the documentary apparently she does talk about you know lying on this cold slab and thinking about her decisions and being worried about being killed but then you flip a few pages in the book or you you fast forward the documentary and suddenly she's running a hair salon so there is I think the argument of do we really want young people watching this being like okay she got arrested 2 million euro worth of drugs but she got her hair done and now she's out just making loads of money That's That's the fear. Yeah, But that's the same with a lot of shows like the Tinder Swindler for example. I don't know if you saw that documentary. Yes. He's such a bad, bad man but now he's off on TikTok going out with Russian models having the time of his life because it's made him famous. So this is just always going to be the argument. Are these stories as interesting as they are? Should they be entertainment? But I think it always will be.
0: Uh, The the, the, the counter argument as well that people have made to the critics is that She did her time and maybe, yeah, some of it was awful and some of it was running a hair salon. But, you know, she she saw out the sentence as the court determined, uh, you know, alright she, she had a bit of time knocked off or she got off on parole but again that was all perfectly a, a, above board and that was perfectly legal in other words she's kind of she, she's done her punishment mm. you have to let her get on with her life and if that means exploiting past mistakes for some financial gain I mean game. as a
1: law student I have to say like you know we have to trust in the justice system and that mm. people do their time and the thing is she got out early by about two and a half years but she had to stay in Peru and she apparently did volunteer work over there and all that sort of stuff I think she's not helping herself with her social media I don't know if you follow her on social media but like when the Netflix documentary got released this week earlier in the week a few European countries have it she like put up a picture of a cake a Netflix cake being like woo love and life so that probably doesn't help but like in the actual interviews then she's very much like I was a stupid kid I was 19 I didn't know what I was doing but do you remember the drama of the time remember originally there was pictures of her and she'd gone missing and everyone was like oh my god where is this poor young girl and then bam a photo of her in prison in Peru for drug smuggling like it's just people have been hooked to the story ever since
0: yeah, it was a it was a huge story at the time and it still seems to be huge and captures people's imagination. I mentioned Eno Daugherty who's with us as well, the columnist with the Irish Independent. E is this just kind of harmless entertainment or something we should be more suspect of?
2: It's all vaguely nosy, I think, to be perfectly honest with you. You know, I mean the way that she's been portrayed and the way she's portrayed herself as a victim, which is very much a sign of sort of today's society. But what I've always asked, and I've I have I've been writing about this since in the Indo since the whole case broke and the argument that I've always asked was that if instead of, you know, a relatively pretty young one called Michaela McCollum, if it had been a bloke called Mick McCollum from Ballyfermot, who was caught bringing 11 keys of coke into Dublin for the Kinnaghan gang, would people still have that same degree of sympathy? Would they say that he was a victim? You know, and this is, this, this is the thing that really gets me about this, is that she's been given a free pass by so many people. And she has obviously, obviously been trying to exploit her sort of small degree of notoriety. There have been rumours about sort of her trying to get onto reality shows and things like that. Um, I thought the picture of her with the Netflix thing, with the Netflix cake, was particularly bad. It's like, you know, there's no remorse there. Now, the thing is, she did her time. I'm not going to be a hypocrite about that. I mean, everybody makes mistakes. Um, And I would, funny enough, the crime itself, to me, is less egregious than her behavior since she got out, um, the and way, the way she's trying to sort of primp herself and uh, again portray herself. It's like what Ian McEwen, the English author, says the sanctification of victimhood. And this is so she's portrayed herself as a victim, therefore. Uh, she deserves sympathy. She doesn't deserve any sympathy.
0: Well, maybe, she maybe this deserve- is just kind of being a savvy businesswoman, and she realizes this is her USP. You know what I mean? And she's going to exploit yeah, it. Yeah, but then and so- Jeffrey Archer but- did it. And uh, what was that book a few years? You definitely read it, Mister Nice. Remember that Howard Marks book? Uh, that was hugely uh, popular. Actually, that
2: was the point I was going to make. I mean, I've met Howard Marks. Um, great company. Um, <laughs> but the difference between McCollum and Howard Marks is that Marks owned. All his crimes and all his mistakes. He never blamed anybody else for it. He said, "This is what I, this is what I did." And you know, so there were with Marx. It was almost like cases of tales of daring do, and uh, it was a fascinating story. But I just find the way that she basically she did the crime, she did a bit of the time, and now she's been living off it ever since. And if you want to do that, that's absolutely fine. But don't say. That anybody who criticises you is somehow a hater. This is a phrase that's used all the time. It's like, and I've been looking at social media but it's like, oh, Michaela, don't worry about all the haters. And a perfect example of how... Scary are
0: you, you're a hater, Ian, are you? Uh,
2: no. A- according I'm according, according
0: <laughs> to social media, maybe. I'm
2: just, I'm just somebody with disdain. Um, <laughs> a disdainer. But, you know, there's a, bit, there's a big difference, you know. <laughs> but it's like, look, you can spot a spoofer a mile away and she's a spoofer and she knows exactly how to get idiots on her side, and how to get sympathy from people who, you know, there's a difference between having an open mind and having an empty head, and the people who sympathise with her just have an empty head.
0: Ali, is it nauseating?
1: Well, what I was going to say is I think originally when she was arrested, right, the two come up with this story that these gangsters had like forced them to do it and they were threatening their family but eventually they did both admit no, like we actually did it and in the documentary she does 100% hold her hands up now. She does say, I think, a couple of times I was really young and naive but she is very much like I made the mistake and I had to pay for the consequences at the time. She's having a great life now but she she really does admit it now but like at the time I suppose when you're 19 as well like you probably would lie about it. Like, you'd do anything to get home. I mean, she was in a prison in Peru, but I am, like, the most anti-drug person you'd ever meet. So, like, there is always a part of me that's like, oh, I hate the people are like, oh, my God, she's amazing for a play to her. And I saw the comments Ian is talking about on social media being like, let the haters leave you alone. But I do think overall, to look at this objectively, there's so many criminals, murderers, rapists, massive people that have been talked about throughout history that shows have been made of. And we still watch them. Yes, it's a bit annoying because she doesn't seem to be too mm. upset about what she did but this is the way the industry works and it does feel like sometimes she gets a little bit more hate because she's a woman because we're making shows about men all the time we don't see people giving out about that Ian, Ian I, no
2: I, I think that's I, I actually think that's completely topsy-turvy it's completely wrong okay. she, got the, she got the soft treatment she got because she's a woman and as I said I go back to the analogy of if she was if she'd been a 19 year old from Ballyferma or Crumlin or something like that who was, who was a, working as a drugs courier for the Kenyans she would be despised. And people would have said, leave her in Peru. We don't want her.
1: But people here
2: don't like her, though. she She traded off the fact that she was a young one. And she actually got a free pass because she was a young one. If this was a bloke, none of this treatment. Well, I don't know if they
0: she said, get a free pass.
2: I don't know I mean, get a free
1: pass at all. There was so many complaints about that RT interview, for example. Like, Irish people do not celebrate her.
0: She's getting fairly roundly criticised here on national <laughs> radio, so I'm <laughs> yeah. not sure if we can call it a free pass. There's
1: a few people on Instagram being like, keep your head up, hon. It's that sort of thing. I don't think people in general are like, fair play to her. She deserves to be successful.
0: Ian, are, are, are you criticising more human nature than anything else? Because uh, you're right. Uh, there's absolutely no way we'd make a documentary about, you know, Mick McCollum bringing in drugs for the Kinnahans. But at the same time, like, we would have primetime specials about fraudsters here, but we sit down and we watch Inventing Anna, which is about a fraudster mm-hmm. in New York. It's just that it's the kind of degrees of separation allow us to enjoy it. And Michaela McCollum, I suppose it just it, it cuts a little close to the bone in this country, so there's a bit of controversy about it. But if it was, you know, happening somewhere else, like the Dahmer, series that uh, ali mentioned we're happy to engage with it.
2: well the timer series is basically seems to be almost like a fictionalized version of historical events and you know people people have an interest in true crime um that's that's human nature you know um but the idea that and she, i I've, I've just been like let's put it this way every time i've written about her the amount of emails i get having a pop at me from her supporters who probably never met her, um, who say, oh, she was a young one, she made a mistake. That's absolutely fair enough. But it's the way she's gone about it. And what I find particularly irritating is the fact that she still, well, she, she says, oh, look, I take responsibility, but... And it was the sight of her even with the, with the Netflix cake and stuff like that. I mean, that, that the, she said that she feels great remorse. Um, none of the pictures of her seem to show any great degree of remorse. Um, And she said that she's not getting paid for it, but she gets paid for it in other ways. You know, I mean, everybody knows. Although I did get a laugh is that, I mean, the success of the Netflix show, it's now currently number nine in Cyprus. So, yay, well done.
0: Well, that big Cypriot market is a tough one to crack. The hard shoulder still still working you know. on it, as is the Irish Indo. I don't, Goss.ie, maybe you're hugely for Sally. I don't know. Yeah. Ian is <laughs> completely right. Anyone other than her, this wouldn't be happening. But Jimmy says she was young and made a stupid mistake and tries to make a few quid off it. Not sure if she deserves to be vilified. Can anyone not grow and learn from their mistakes? Keep your views coming, whatever they happen to be. 53106. Ali Ryan, founder and CEO of Goss.ie and Eno O'Doherty, columnist at the Irish Independent. Thank you both very much for joining.